This episode is sponsored by Codecast and Showcase. When is the last time you listened to a podcast about web development, web design, and small business and didn't fall asleep? Yes, we cover web development, web design, and small business, but like actual human beings with personalities. If you're a beginner, we're not going to talk over your head. It's more like asking your buddy for help. We have guests, we have fun, and let me tell you, these two can get off on a tangent. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to HTML All The Things Podcast. This is Matt Lawrence and Mike Curran. That's it, everybody. We are back, and this is episode 161, Learning Through Teaching JavaScript. I'm Matt, that's Mike, and this week we'll be talking to Yuri, who broke Twitter by teaching others what she was learning. Now, if this sounds interesting to you, because it should, and you want to support the show, you can go and check us out on that Patreon, leave a review or rating on your podcast app, join us in our Discord server, or share this with your friends. And this week, as I just said, we'll be talking to Yuri, who, after watching a YouTube video, decided to fully dive into learning how to code. After noticing some things were not explained very well, she took it upon herself to fill that gap while learning the concepts herself. This paid off as she was able to gain over 25,000 followers and make valuable connections on Twitter, posting her content. In just two months, she was able to land a job in the industry as well. So we'll be talking to her about the challenges that she faced, why it pays to learn through teaching, and much more. Just a small disclaimer, this episode does have more adult language than normal, so... You've been warned right now, and I'll also put an explicit tag on the episode itself. Let's cut to the interview. Okay, everybody, we have Yuri on the line here. And before we get started with this loaded episode, Yuri, how's it going? What's up? How's your COVID life doing? And what have you been working on? Um, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm a bit tired. I just woke up. Um, but yeah, I've been mostly content creating, so not not really much project building right now what have you been content uh, like what have you been creating like what type of content you've been making there uh just uh mostly trivias i haven't been really writing blog posts because i got a little bit busy with school but um yeah it's mostly about stuff i don't know (laughs) yeah and and we'll definitely get into that as well so like yeah just to give some perspective for our audience, uh, Yuri and I connected on Twitter. I've been connecting with a lot of people on Twitter lately, so you probably have heard that a million times. But regardless, uh, what what kind of stood out to me with Yuri was that she was providing some really, really like high-quality trivia content and other thread content about JavaScript. And it seemed like she would put a ton of – it seemed like she knew what she was doing really well. That's a thing. Like The stuff that she would put out is really good, complicated trivia – it broke my mind many times. So I was like, holy crap, like, how are you, like, what are you doing? Have you been in coding for long? But when she explained to me that, no, like, I'm actually just learning, it kind of had this like light bulb moment in my head. I'm like, well, you're learning, but you're also kind of like putting your content out there as you're learning. Is that helping you learn? And that's where this episode kind of formed. So again, Yuri, Yuri is crazy, you know, active on Twitter. So just follow her there for sure. I'm sure we talked about it in the introduction, but uh, I just want to get started here. Yuri, why did you start this journey? Like, why did you start even, let's move, put the social media aside. Why did you start to actually learn JavaScript or development in general? (laughs) Okay. um, People are probably expecting like inspiring story, but actually super random. I was um, browsing YouTube and for a couple of months, there was this like software engineering video for the longest time. And it was annoying the fuck out of me. So I was like, oh my God, I'll just watch this. So it's gone. And after I watched it, I got hooked like immediately. <laughs> after, um, yeah, after watching it, I started um, Googling how to code, how to learn how to code. And it started from there. And the, the algorithm got you there. Big time. Yeah. Big time. <laughs> but like in the best way, like usually the algorithm gets you like, you know, making weird food stuff. Yeah. Like, I don't know, not coding all of a sudden, just like, hey, what's this coding video? And then all of a sudden you're a content creator in a coding, in coding Twitter. Like that's insane. Uh, but regardless, like 
the the fact that it's not a traditional story, I think kind of plays into it because I think most people don't have a traditional way to get into tech. Honestly, tech is kind of like the wild west right now. Like there are some traditional methods. Obviously, there's still people going through like traditional schooling and all that, just doing like web development schooling. I don't know, or right. boot camps. I guess those are traditional now, quote unquote. But regardless, it's still so new that there is probably a majority of the audience right now and, and, and developers that have just kind of picked it up on their own or went to school for something completely different and learned it. So it, it does play into the fact that, you know, now the algorithm got you here. That's a little bit unique. That's for sure. But <laughs> regardless, it is interesting how different people get into the industry in different ways. So as you were learning JavaScript, Yuri, and you were like thinking about it and like obviously struggling here and there with it. What made you make the jump to social media right away? Like usually I would say people would consider making that jump a little bit further down the line after they did a project, but you right. kind of had a different path. Yeah. Um, so it was because I didn't know what the hell I was doing, but um, I was also obviously like scared. Like I don't have projects. Um, I was thinking that I'm not like, I don't know enough to be posting content, but there was this one day I was in freaking MDN and I was reading the documentation and I was like, what the fuck is this? Like, how does a beginner read this shit and understand what the hell is going on? So then I just created Twitter in hopes of understanding that MDN um, doc and then translating it to English, like pure English. So other people who are dumbbells can understand better, like me. Yeah, <laughs> that was like the main reason I created Twitter. I was so freaking mad. I was like, fuck this shit. I don't care. I don't know shit. I'm just creating Twitter and posting whatever I don't know easier. That's exactly that's exactly what we always complain about, too. Like, Michael, you usually get a rant from me when I'm trying to learn something new. And I'm like... They're telling me to do all these like six scripts and like these eight lines and declare this and declare that. But I have a I have a project here with 300 files. Where in the project are they like telling me to put this? And then you find <laughs> out it's like, oh, well, this script goes here and this one goes in a totally different file. And then this one is actually like on your host. Why didn't anyone say that? <laughs> <laughs> like, come yeah. on. Yeah, I totally hear you. That's yeah, that's something I go through a lot. Well, not the 300 files, obviously with simpler <laughs> stuff. But yeah, I was so confused all the time. And I think that's key, like the understanding that you have a different perspective right away. And maybe you stumbled into that, which is fine. But I try to kind of put this out there to the people that I'm mentoring or the people that are in our discord server and stuff like that, that it's so important for you to kind of try different things to solidify your skills and your your learning process. So for some people, maybe it won't work. Like, you know, they, they're mm -hmm. more of an introverted learner or something like that. I don't right. know what the learning terms are. Don't quote me. But uh, for other people, I definitely tell them to try to put yourself out there. Write a blog post about what you're learning. Because right. although maybe it was covered 50, 100, 200 times, it might not be covered by the same angle that you're covering it. And what the way you're covering it might have might in, like, you know, connect with hundreds of other people that are looking for that kind right. of content. Right. I feel like um, before I jumped on Twitter, I was reading a lot of like other tutorials by other devs and they were obviously a bit more experienced, but um, I feel like when you're a little bit more experienced, there's this, um, like, you forget that beginners don't understand technical terms, if that makes sense. Like, you kind of forget that a beginner starts from, like, zero, not from, like, HTML or anything like that, if that makes sense. Yeah, like, people like, will say, like, import, you know, import this into a database, and you're like, what's a database, you know? Yeah. And it was like a lot of that, like I would read a tutorial, but then I would have to like, like freaking search up what a certain word means, because I didn't even know what freaking uh, software meant. Like when I jumped into tech, I didn't know anything. So when they were using words like, oh, a P tag or whatever, I was so confused all the time. And I was like, oh, my God, like, how do freaking people not in tech read this? 
So I had to, yeah. That's a barrier to entry. Like that is the barrier to entry, what you're describing right now. And people don't realize it because you're right. They're so entrenched in their learnings that they can't even imagine someone not understanding what a P tag is. Right? <laughs> even though it's totally like, why the hell does a regular person need to know what a P like, what is a P tag? What the hell is that? But like, I, anyway, and it happens to us, like Matt and I talked about it recently, where it's just like, we, when we do tutorials, we're doing it at a different level. We're, we're trying to make this right. podcast as low barrier at, to entry as possible. But even then, we're probably not doing a, like the right service of that. Like, we're not perfect in that sense because we're again we're at a little bit of a higher level than we were when we started so right. now we're talking i don't want to say talking down but we're trying our best but still kind of failing so i think your understanding of it early on that that is the that is the uh, differentiator like that's what's missing is the perfect reason for other people to do the same thing because yes you're you're doing it right now you're covering a, a certain niche of like doing javascript trivia which is awesome there's tons of other stuff to cover just for everyone listening out there that you can go out there learn how to learn what a p tag is and make a post about it right yeah and yeah actually that's super right but i feel like when you're first starting like social media or like twitter or whatever people think that that's not good enough to, I guess, post about because it's so like obvious, but it's not obvious. Like there's somebody that's not going to know what a freaking P tag is. 100%. Yeah. 100%. But yeah. So with that, can you, when, when you go to learn something, because again, you have such a different story that you kind of just watched a video and went into this, you had no intention of ever learning tech like you had no intention of ever learning web dev what's your process on how you learn like how do you go in and learn a new topic that you don't even like when you don't even know what a p tag is um so when i first started and even now i have a bunch of resources i don't rely on only one just because i know um there's a lot of perspectives and points of views so that's why my my learning journey was like super slow because I do a lot of resources and people say that's not a good thing. Like just stick to one and do it. But I like doing a lot because yeah, it gives me a different perspective. And I always learn something new from like somebody else that this tutorial didn't have. It's all like gathered information. Right. That makes sense. So you just, you kind of like have, X amount of resources, you go to this one. If you don't understand it, you go to the other one. And is it something like where you, even if you do understand it in the first resource, you're going to still check that second resource or third resource just to see if they do it slightly differently? Yeah. I Yeah, I definitely do that. Yeah. That's interesting. That, that's an interesting perspective. I, I think that makes that makes some sense because then when you're looking out there and you have issues, let's say, let's say you learn something, but there's some something not working. When you go to like Stack Overflow, people are going to do it in completely different ways than you actually did it or learned right. about it because there's a right. million ways to do the same thing. So if you have a different outlook and you, and you have different resources and different ways that something works and you're already familiar with it a little bit, then troubleshooting and getting past the barriers, because that's what development is, is just getting past the roadblock after roadblock after roadblock. Right. is going to be a little bit easier for you. So maybe it is kind of like a cheat code almost to go back and look at it through through different perspectives. Yeah, going back definitely like solidifies your learning just because you know a little bit and then you understand more and more about it. Yeah. That makes sense. Um, and then when you're learning, let's say you're going through something and you're struggling, when do you decide that, hey, you know what? This is the perfect piece of, you know, this is the perfect function call or the perfect uh, array manipulation method to make some content on Twitter about. Because you still <laughs> got to like bring that in a little bit because that's what you're that's what you've been doing. Like every time it seems that every time you struggle, you kind of start making content. Yeah, that's exactly why I make content because I don't understand something. When I don't understand something, you know, it's kind of a win-win situation because. I have incentive now. I'm like, oh, this this could be a new content, you know, this could help other people. So I got incentive on like learning. So um, I'm 
So when I don't understand something, instead of dreading it, being like, oh, fuck, like, I don't want to do this shit now. I'll do it later. I'm like, okay, I have to really fucking learn this so I can make a thread post about it or a, blo- or a blog post about it. So that's how it goes usually when I don't understand something. So far, it kind of sounds like you're doing a lot of like, say, documentation or guide learning. If you were to go into a project, you know, a lot of the time we'll talk about you learn a lot more on the job kind of thing. So if you're doing mm-hmm. your, if you're making your own, I don't know, calculator app and you don't know how to declare the the variables, you, you, you'll like go look that up, figure it out and then do that. And then the next step, oh, I don't know how to add things. Okay, let's look that up. Would you do the same sort of searching where you check multiple sources or do you think that you would just sort of jump in and just grab the first thing that works like a lot of people do? Uh, oh, like make when you make a project? Yeah, like when you're like in the midst of a project, if you're like, man, I can't get these two numbers to add together, like for whatever reason, I just don't know how to add these two numbers. How do you do? How do you add two variables in in JavaScript? And then you, you know, you look it up. Are you still going to like go through your like sort of your procedure that you laid out there where you look at a couple different uh, methods, a couple different guides to see how they do it? Or are you just going to grab the first thing? Because people, the, the kind of the joke is they they go on Stack Overflow, get the first thing that works, copy paste, and then that's it. Right. So, yeah. Oh, um, okay. When I'm making something and I'm having trouble, I just Google it and grab the first thing too. But it's just when I'm learning, it's that I have a lot of resources. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, I, we all do the same thing recently. I've been kind of doing a little bit of a different strategy where the first thing I'll do when I don't understand something is go straight to the documentation, try to find it there and then go to Google but it's essentially like if I find it in the documentation, I'm going to copy paste it and just use it. So that's a normal, <laughs> that's the normal way of doing it. But uh, I've been burned so many times by Stack Overflow now because like I'll copy paste something and I'll put it in there and then someone will review my code or a year will go by and something will be deprecated because it's all just old topics. I don't know if okay. you, I'm assuming you haven't posted anything on Stack Overflow yet, but it's an extremely toxic place to post <laughs> stuff. Like, I'm serious. Like, if you post something and it's someone else posted something even slightly similar to it, people will mm-hmm. downvote you, will immediately attack you being like, you got to search better. Like, you got to learn all this, these skills to figure out what, like, you know, what's been posted and what hasn't before you even post anything because it's that, like, it's that crazy. I know, Matt, you had some. What? Yeah, you, Matt had some toxicity immediately. <laughs> I, like, uh, I I voted myself down so much <laughs> that I, I I lost the ability to comment on on threads. Yeah, somebody was like ripping into me for something, and I remember I was like, you know what? Like, you're right. It's so bad. I'm gonna downvote myself, and I downvoted myself, and then I got a notification that I didn't have enough karma anymore to comment on threads. So that was <laughs> that was good. <laughs> so yeah, Stack Overflow. <laughs> yeah, Stack Overflow is a special beast in our industry. And that that's but that's why there's like usually only older posts, older content are on there. And now with like the new, you know, uh array methods and stuff like that, sometimes you'll get misled and you'll use some older stuff that's been deprecated right. and anyway, so I've had issues with that. But regardless, now from what I understand, like you make those threads, you make all that. It, it's interesting that you kind of your 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 mindset is, "Hey, if I need to make a thread on this because it's difficult, I'm going to learn it better. Do you think the opposite way works as well? Like not the opposite way, but as you're making that thread, are you solidifying your skills more as well? Oh yeah, definitely. To be honest, besides project project building, I've been learning the most by making threads or trivia questions. It's crazy. Like I didn't think it would help that much, but oh my God, like, I don't know if you've heard, but I spent hours making a trivia. Like at the most I spent is like five hours. And the reason to that is because I'm just writing code and testing it out. And then most of the times the code, the output I guessed was wrong. So then I'm there searching, why is this shit wrong? Why doesn't, I don't know, this shit work how I thought it would. And it's just me like searching and then, trying to guess the output again and changing the code a little bit. So you definitely learn a lot by playing with code like that. Just a quick word from this episode's sponsors. Mike, it's about time that we talk about this episode's sponsor, 
CodeCast. CodeCast is for creators and viewers alike. It's a new form of media just for developers. It's designed so that creators can live stream video and code together. Using the player, live stream viewers can watch the caster code and directly interact with that code as it's being written. They can also explore the code base that the caster has shared and even copy entire files or individual lines as needed. There's also a couple helpful optional features in the player called autofollow and diffs. Autofollow makes the viewer's player follow along with the caster as they navigate between their files. And for even more help following along, the diffs feature lets you see what's changed save to save. In addition to the code that's being shared, viewers can simultaneously view the caster's shared media, like a related browser window, maybe a primary monitor, or a command prompt showing the command outputs. If you miss a live stream or want to review the material later, you can do so easily because streams are recorded for easy rewatching and interacting. And on the creator side of things, CodeCast has a unique software called The Studio, where casters can choose a relevant media source like that primary monitor, as I mentioned, and include code bases for sharing. And they can even start streaming right in that software. And best of all, as they work away on their live stream, the studio will automatically track edits to the shared code base with no additional work. And creators will be able to monetize their work through upcoming workshops and series. CodeCast is a community-focused platform that is structured for developers by developers. So don't just listen to me talk about them. Check them out for yourselves with our link, codecast.io slash HTML the things so they know that we sent you. All right, Matt, let's talk about Showcase. Showcase is a developer-focused social network designed to provide you as developers, the tools to network, find opportunities, and monetize your content. And what I want to do today is I want to actually go to my showcase profile and just talk to you about some of the things that kind of stood out to me as being what us developers need in a social network. One of the big things, a tech stack display. So you can actually put any of the technologies that you're working with currently. I've put stuff like Vue.js, JavaScript, Svelte in there. And people that are looking for developers in those technologies can easily go to your profile and find you kind of looking at it like a resume almost more than anything. You can attach your GitHub profile to your to your actual showcase profile. And you can do many other things. For one, one of those things is any post, thread, or blog that you write on showcase, you can actually throw in code snippets directly into it. You don't need to use some sort of third-party code snippet platform like you do with a lot of the other social networks. They have one built in. They display really well, really easy to read and accessible as heck too, which is something that I have trouble with on other platforms. It is a really interesting service. And if you're looking for a place to find like-minded people in the development space, it's a great time to join because right now it's still a closed community. And that provides a really good insight into what it's going to be like in the future and allows you to have the input you need to make this a community for you. So again, it was a closed community. So we actually have an exclusive invite code to allow you to join for free into the community. So go to showcase.com. Showcase is spelled with two W's. And when you're signing up, use our invite code, join hat. It's join with a capital J and hat is capital H-A-T-T. So all capitalized for hat. Join us with a capital J. Again, it's join hat. Check it out and let us know what you think. And now back to the episode. Yeah, that makes perfect sense because like you're, you need to get something to, to work. First of all, your trivia is pretty damn complex to be fair. (laughs) Like, so it makes sense. It makes sense that you, 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 you know, spend hours and hours upon making it. I did hear that your, you know, the longest trivia was five hours. It's crazy. Uh, I mean, I'm assuming while you're doing that, you're probably learning a ton while yeah. doing it. So it makes perfect sense to, to kind of do it. I, I think it's a great strategy, honestly. That's why I wanted to make this episode. That's why I wanted to kind of get it out in the audience because there's so many people that are kind of buried in their own silo and they're just learning on their own. And they get no yeah. feedback as well. Like, do you get some, like, when you make your trivia, do you get some feedback that's useful for you? I know there's a, there's some, like, you know, crappy explaining stuff and people <laughs> that just, you know, butt in for no reason. But is there anything there that, that's a positive? Uh, yeah. Even the stuff that some people would consider, like, mansplaining, I don't take it that way. It's just feedback. Like, who cares? It's just another way of doing the same thing or another way of explaining it. 
Um, there's people that, so when I do a trivia, I upload the answer the next day, but there's people who help others in a comment section. I don't reply in that comment section just because I don't want the answers to be out, but there's definitely people who help each other. And that's super cool. And actually that's been helpful for me too, because when I write the answer the next day, I kind of look at what they have written in the comments sometimes. That's pretty genius because then you get like the, the, the right verbiage, the right lingo, the way, the way right. to kind of put it together. No, that's, that's smart. That's really smart. Right. And you're making like this little community in your comments too. I've noticed that too, that people kind of, it's the same people over and over, right? That go to your comments and oh, yeah. like solve it and stuff. That community yeah. is becoming pretty big, first of all, and pretty strong. Again, we like the last few weeks, the last couple months, we've been talking a lot about building a community and stuff like that. So Let's transition a little bit to that. As you mm-hmm. were starting your social media experience, there was some crazy stuff that happened. So first, <laughs> I, I want to get, I want to let you kind of explain to our audience because our audience obviously doesn't know anything about that. Explain to our audience what happened. You don't have to name names because again, they don't know anyone anyway. Uh, okay. But yeah, just. Um, okay. So, <laughs> okay. So when I first joined Tech Twitter, um, I was just lurking and then creating my own blog post and that shit blew up. Um, my first blog post was about open source. I was struggling it. I was struggling with it um, for a while. Like I didn't know how to push and pull or whatever. So I wrote a blog post about that and it blew the fuck up. And then after that, I started gaining traction and whatever the fuck. But then this one morning I fucking wake up <laughs> and I, my phone is blowing up and I'm thinking like, oh my God, like, am I famous now? But then I open <laughs> Twitter and it's a fucking like big accounts telling me I'm a catfish and that I'm Indian or some shit. And I was so confused. I just, I just woke up. I have fucking morning breath. I don't know what the hell is going on. And I, but the funny thing is that I couldn't see those comments. I had to tell my friend to tell me what the fuck are they saying? Cause they blocked me. All I could see is you can't view this comment, but there's shit tons of notifications of like block people that people that blocked me. And I'm like, okay, what the hell is going on? And I found out that um, everyone thinks I'm a fucking catfish um, and that I'm Indian. They're speaking Indian to me. And I'm like, what, what the fuck does Indian have to do with catfish? Like, are they fucking racist? But then I found out the last person who did the huge scam and the huge catfish stuff was Indian. That was crazy. Yeah, that was that was a crazy moment in all of Tech Twitter's uh, experience. So again, it, I just wanted to kind of lay out the start of Yuri's journey, where I guess this was like a, a little bit after the start, but regardless, uh, Yuri's journey was really interesting because she landed right when that catfish stuff was happening on Tech Twitter. So she had to go through a lot to get to where she is. Of course, now you're you're what do you have like 22,000 followers, 23,000 followers? Yeah, 22 something. 22, 22 something, yeah. Something, so yeah. you and this is like in a couple months or something like that. It's insane. The the growth is insane and your community is really good too because they're, you know, supporting you, they're helping you do these trivia like these trivias and having a whole community like it's a weird concept to have a community being built inside of the comment section of a thread or like a post. Like that's strange, but it is happening. And the benefits of that can be pretty high. Like, have you, have you gotten any, I think we were talking before you got like maybe some, you know, quote unquote interview offers and stuff like that. Mm. Can you talk about the benefits a little bit? Of social media and getting a job. Social media, getting a job, getting yourself out there, et cetera. It doesn't have to be a job too. Um, okay. So Yeah. Building an online presence definitely helps. Um, It helps more than you think it would. I actually thought that it wouldn't help at all, but um, that's your way to get noticed. Um, I feel like college is good. And if you have a degree in CS, good for you. But as self-taught devs, we, I think, this is my opinion, I think we have a slight disadvantage to like college people. So um, I think that building an online presence for self-taught devs is definitely something that could get you out there and like the foot on the door and stuff. 
um, it's a way where you can show your personality, what you're passionate about, um, what you're learning. It's basically learning public. So you're definitely showing people what you're learning. Um, so yeah, it's definitely a way to show who you are and what you're interested in. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it, it's, it's a really good way for you to kind of put your digital resume out there. Cause when you're right. building public from what I've seen, people will take notice and they'll be like, Hey, like, you know, this, and you know that. And as you mm -hmm. build, you'll get that interaction with the community and potential offers be like, Hey, you're building this. Why don't you help me build this for X amount of money? Right. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it's, it doesn't happen right away. Like it's not something that, you know, will happen in the first week that you're on there. Like you, you might grow crazily. It doesn't matter. Like you still need to kind of put your, put your effort in. And like one thing I want to say to you, Yuri, is like you went through that whole disaster. Well, I don't know if it was a disaster, but it was crazy. <laughs> that whole insanity with, with being called a catfish, but you still somehow managed to get through it. Right. Like you still somehow yeah. push through most people and myself included almost guaranteed would just throw like my phone off the balcony and continue my life without any social media. So that's something like it's it's pretty admirable that you went through that and now you're still going and, you know, you're doing really well. Like you're you're killing it on tech Twitter. People, <laughs> everyone knows you at this point and you're you're providing something that other people aren't as well. It, this is the weird thing about tech Twitter. It's like it's very everyone's kind of the same. Yuri mm. came in and she kind of changed that formula a little bit and it made it a little bit better for people that just are were tired of seeing the same thing over and over again plus her threads her threads her blog posts were pretty damn in depth for someone that was just learning which is the, the crazy thing so i think those like the the effort that you put in there so back to that like how what are your tips for someone just starting out let's say right now and starting their community like what, what are the tips um okay i say this all the time and it's freaking cliche probably but um engage with your audience um i feel like twitter is literally the conversation app um so just freaking talk just freaking make conversations with people um comment back and you know hit the dms and stuff but you know, one thing about, <clears throat> I'm sorry, I think the biggest reason that I kind of blew up on Twitter, and I noticed that people are noticing this too, is your personality. Um, I feel like you have to be your authentic self when you build your community, because then people know who they're you're looking up to or following or whatever. Um, yeah, so... Yeah, be your authentic self and engage with people. There's one thing that people don't really realize about Twitter is that everyone's the freaking same. Everyone goes through the same shit. Everyone doesn't know what the fuck they're doing. Everyone is a person as well. So you have that to, you know, I guess, empathize with. Like, I noticed a lot of accounts are trying to, you know, only teach and only create great content so people can learn but it's not always about that there's people and people like to be empathized with so yeah to cater to an audience you have to be relatable yeah yeah oh wow i'm struggling with that <laughs> it's okay no it's it's all it's all good i think i think that's I mean, there's a lot of good nuggets in there, like cater to an audience, you have to be relatable. I think that's key. And not just posting, you know, robot content all the time, like you're right. a robot is also very important. And that, I, I totally agree with you. That that's why you blew up because you were posting some great content, but you were also commenting nonstop being positive and being yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you yeah. were just you were a different person finally on Twitter. Like, that's literally how I explained it to people. Um, and that's, that's the key to you. I think that's the key to your success. Who knows what the actual key is? Like, we don't know only Twitter maybe, but regardless, uh, it's definitely, a, it's definitely good advice, but we talked about this before too. It's, you know, 
social media is one of those things that it's great, but obviously there's some negatives about it. You experience mm-hmm. some for sure. And you can kind of burn out a little bit. What's what's next for you, Yuri? Like, do you have a plan? Like, do you like you just started learning development? I know you're into Python and JavaScript development in general. Um, do you have like a you know? Are you aiming to get a job? Are you aiming to uh, just continue your social network, social social media journey, and become like kind of like a developer relations person? Like, what's what's the next thing for you? Um, honestly, I don't fuck. No, um, I'm. I was just winging, winging this shit. Um, I mean, obviously, eventually, I do want to get a job that's, you know, as a dev. But I'm not rushing it. I'm not looking, not exactly looking for it right now. I'm just winging it and doing school at the same time. <laughs> yeah, and I think again, that's another thing. Is like I wanted to bring a different perspective on that as well because i think a lot of our guests or a lot of people that people see are like very goal oriented they're like this is what i want i want to be an astronaut by the age of 30 or whatever the fuck they want like it doesn't matter (laughs) um they they have some sort of goal in mind but that's not everyone and that's okay like you don't have to have this ultimate end goal you can just kind of wing it like yuri's doing and still move forward towards something right like you're yeah you somehow managed to build this audience without any sort of intention to build an audience. Right. So it's an interesting journey. I wanted to share it with everyone. I thought it was really, really cool. And again, the the learning through teaching part as well is really, really key for people to understand. Because for me, that's how I learn best too. Like whenever mm-hmm. I don't know something, I like to write it down. I like to write a blog post about it. I like to talk about it on this podcast. In fact, like that's definitely one of the main reasons we made the podcast is that so I had, mm-hmm. we had an outlet to talk about this stuff. But it's something that people are so reluctant to do. Like I, like I said, the mentorship stuff that I've been doing recently, like it's like pulling teeth to try to get people to make a blog post. Like it's, they I just- mean, I can, I can understand why. Like, you know, I, as a beginner, I freaking fail all the time, but I don't want, like when I fail, it's not the first thing on my mind to, you know, post it on Twitter and be like, oh, I fucking fail. Like, <laughs> let me post it. Nobody goes through that. Nobody wants to post their fails. People only think about posting their successes. And I think that's why people might get imposter syndrome or whatever, but that's besides the point. But yeah, people, that's why they're so like reluctant to like post, make blog posts and shit because nobody wants to post that. It's just, Yeah. But I mean, whatever you do, like even if it's a blog post about declaring variables, there's always going to be somebody that doesn't know how to do that. You're always going to have an audience, especially in tech, since it's always like evolving. There's always people who are not going to know something. Yeah, totally agree. It's just one of those things that like it, it's it's really difficult to put yourself out there, but it's also something that people really want to see like they want they want to see people fail people's failures they want to see their successes as as well but you're right like it's it's not easy it's not easy i'm i'm trying like i'm maybe i'm making it out to be like a little bit easier than it actually is but i still think that it's super valuable to try at least give it a shot even if it's you know what even if it's not in public write a blog post and don't even post it that's another thing. Right. Like if, if you haven't done it before, if you haven't, you know, maybe that's the barrier where you're like, I don't want people to see this. Well, just write it for yourself. And you know, I tell, oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, I tell people to just talk about that certain thing to a family member because probably family members, they're not tech. So they don't know what the fuck you're talking about. You probably sound smart. So, you know, that's a way to feel smart and learn at the same time. No, that's really smart, actually, because first of all, if you have to explain a div to a family member, how are you going to explain that? Honestly, exactly. Matt, how would you explain a div to a family member? Uh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I made the I made the terrible mistake actually of teaching my uh my older family members based upon their exact appliance so i'd be like oh the, like the red button means like stop the art the vhs and then like the the green the green button means play but then when they upgraded to like a dvd and then onward obviously now <laughs> they don't know what the play symbol is because they're like well where's that green button and i'll be like from 20 years ago 
<laughs> like what are you talking about like the, t- the the green like that's what we're remembering the green play button so i don't know if i should be explaining the basics anyway of tech to people that are not technical <laughs> yeah but but regardless it is like a very valuable skill if you could do it right that mm-hmm. means that not only can you are you good at explaining because that's a whole other thing but right. you're also learn you've also learned it to the point where it is now kind of trivial to you yeah 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 i also feel like you get better at explaining um okay no offense but some devs don't know how to teach and it's frustrating they they don't know how to explain so you practice how to explain as well yeah to a non-tech person yeah the the some devs is very generous of you yuri <laughs> no, but seriously, like it's more than some. I'd say most devs don't know how to teach, and it's not their fault. That's fine. Like you yeah. don't have to know how to teach, but right. um, that's just the reality of it. That's why I think it's still important for people to try to do it because maybe yeah. you won't. Maybe you're not good at it. Maybe you're not. But regardless, it's going. There's going to be a net benefit for you because first of all, you'll get. It's not something that you can just be good at. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's not something you're just like born. Oh, my God, I can teach development. It's something you have to just do, do like do more and more and more until you can get it and get your audience because some people will learn better from you than others. That's yeah. Yeah. I think definitely to be able to teach something, you don't have to know the whole thing. Like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing most of the time, but I speak in like plain English. So I guess people see a benefit to that, but you definitely don't know, don't have to know like everything about web dev to start explaining it. You can explain the HTML like boilerplate or like the body tag and it'll be good for someone out there. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. People will like try to, people will try to get to the point where they, you know, let's say they can code up a whole WordPress plugin, but then they don't realize that now they're, you know, eight layers deep and they're so far (laughs) removed, like they've forgotten what HTML is, you know, or like how to explain it. Like they just do it. It's a muscle memory and they they just don't even think about it anymore. It's kind of like, well, Mike and I experienced this where we were told like, uh, because we went to computer engineering tech uh, in college and we were told like, here's these, you know, pretty advanced calculators that they had us buy. And they said, most engineers can't add numbers because they're so far gone into like Laplace and all this other stuff that it's like, if you tell them like eight plus three, it's like, Oh, uh, hang on a second. And they have to get their calculator because they have no idea. So it's just like, you get so far removed from the beginning that if you're trying to teach the beginner, then it can, you know, you could still do it, but it it does take skill and does take time. Yeah. Yeah. You kind of forget like what, what beginner is, I guess. Yep. I mean, we had one situation in one of our classes where like someone didn't know where the start menu was and or what the start menu was on a, on like a Windows machine and try to explain that. Like, I mean, the t- and the teacher struggled too. like yeah, the teacher, the teacher was struggling. Like, mightily struggled. It's just like, you know, the start menu. OK, well, the bottom left corner of the screen. Like, you know, you know what I mean? Like when you start removing yourself farther and farther and farther out, you're like, <laughs> OK, well, what's the screen? And that's a whole other thing. Like you have to explain what a screen is. You have to explain what a mouse is. And I don't know. It's just, it can get really far, but you're hundred percent right, Yuri, that like, as you're learning, that's the most valuable time to teach right. because you have that mindset. Like you have that right. mindset of learning that exact thing at that exact time. Yeah, dude. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> it's like, it's, it's per- like, it's like your, your mind is like super fresh. Like I didn't know this shit yesterday and I read, I guess the documentation of the tutorial today. So my since my mind is fresh, I kind of know like what what would be the thing needed to easier understand, if that makes sense. It does. It does, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just our recommend like this whole episode, the recommendation to everyone I, I want to just leave it with is try it. Try making content about what you're learning. Don't try to perfect the stuff that you're doing. Like, don't try to become a web developer and then start teaching. Like Yuri was saying, like, it's not going to work out for you. Like, it's just, you're not going to be able to explain that general, the, the, the earlier stuff well. Try to do it as you're learning because it, that's the value. Like, that's a huge amount of value that you're providing. And it's a hugely beneficial for you as well. 
because you're going to learn it way better. Now, again, everything that we say, it's not going to work for everyone. It's fine, but try it. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. But with I feel that, like I feel like well I was going to say like I feel like you, like you and I have that experience a lot Mike with IT stuff. Like if something goes wrong with the PC, like we just know. Like I can be like, "Oh, it's this 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 or this." Or like I can ask people questions like uh, the one guy was like, oh, it's not booting up. It's not doing this. And I'm like, is it ticking? He's like, yeah, it's like it's the hard drive. And to them, it's like they have no idea. Right. And you often <laughs> get like you often get like the people that are, you know, non-technical or whatever, where they'll be like, my TV went like dark. I don't know what happened. Like it just turned off. In reality, there's actually an error message on the screen, but they're so far removed from tech that they won't even read you the error message. You can, <laughs> you can like literally tell them like what, like read the screen, what's on there. And they'd be like, I don't know. I don't know. Like it says nothing. It just says that there's nothing. And then, like, 10 minutes into the conversation, they'll say, well, it says error, HDMI cable's loose. It's like, well, why didn't you tell me that before? And, like, to them, they're so far removed, they just think that you they can call and get you to quickly just, like, fix it. And so, yeah. like, once you become muscle memory, it's so difficult to go back. And it's so difficult to go back. And, like, it's the same thing with, car, like, even car guys. If you talk to car guys, like, like, they'll be like, oh, it's just this, this, this. And I'll be like, sure, man. Like... <laughs> I don't know. I like tried to start it and it buzzed and I, I got a toe. Like, I don't know. Like, she's like, sure, bud. And he'd be like, well, it was just a contact. Like, it's fine. Like, all right. The contact. Oh my God. Like, right. It's just like, I don't know. Like, sure, man. <laughs> like, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> it's true though. Like, it, it, honestly, it gives me anxiety to think about doing IT support over the phone. Like that would be, my worst case scenario job i can't handle i can't handle it like i can't handle the the just like can you please restart it no i can't restart it i don't know what that is or something like that like i just can't oh god the one time the one time with my it job like i had an it job for a little bit and there was one customer that would always call and he would have the exact same problem he forgot to turn on his monitor and this is not a joke like he would just forget to turn on the monitor and every time i'd be like can you turn on the monitor and I'm like, well, I've already turned it on. She's like, no, can you press the button again? It's like, no, I've already turned it on. Can you press the button? Again? Anyway, it would always end the same way. I would hang up the phone. I would walk down to his office and I would press the button and he'd be, and he'd be like, whoa, I just pressed it. And I would just leave. I wouldn't even talk to him because I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with it. It's too difficult. <laughs> please fill out a work order for me to come down there and, and yeah. click your, your button on your monitor, please. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that 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 triggers me a little bit, but regardless, it's still an important still important to know that it's good to teach people as you're as you're learning. There we go. I got through it. <laughs> Yuri, I'm going to pass it off to you now. Do you have anything you want to promote like anything that you're doing right now that you want other people to follow you for or check out? Uh yeah, I'm actually doing a podcast with Raza, Raza Codes on Twitter. Um, and it's mm, tech related, but we mostly talk about, you know, funny, relatable stuff. We wanted to take a break from the technical stuff and, you know, take it down a notch and just wing it. We don't script our episodes. So I feel like that could be exciting for some people. I th- yeah, honestly, I've watched all your episodes and it's a hilarious podcast. I highly recommend everyone check it out. Uh, it's by Raza Zaidi on YouTube. Uh, let me just find his channel and I can let you know exactly where it is. So again, it's going to be Raza Zaidi on YouTube and we're going to have the link to that uh, podcast in the show notes. So please check that out. You can also follow Yuri at Yuri. What is your what is your name on Twitter, Yuri? Uh, it's coding Yuri. Coding Yuri on Twitter. So follow her because it's definitely worth it. Try to do those t- coding challenges. It is a fun time, and if you want to break your head, it's definitely worth it. <laughs> yeah. And again, thank you for coming on, Yuri. It was awesome talking to you. I'm sure we're gonna have you on again. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much, Mike and Matt, for having me. Um, it's pretty refreshing to talk about everything at you know, like this. Thank you. No, yeah. no problem. <laughs> I always get a joke in, like I was telling Mike the other day, is I was like, nobody, and I mean nobody, knows how to end a podcast. Either it's way too abrupt, like someone goes like, yeah, man, and just like slams their like headphones down and then the video cuts if it's a video show. Or it's like, 
I think we have there's got to be like 400 thank yous. Like I tell Mike, like at the end of each episode, it's like, thank you. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank I could get you, like sir. a collection of all these thank yous from all our episodes of everyone just thanking each other. So, yeah, there's a little ending tangent. Well, and I don't have any headphones to slam down. I got earbuds, so I can't can't do that. <laughs> all right. And to end that, thank you. And that will do it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as we did. No other little piece here. No other uh, updates. Nothing. We are busy working on the last group of updates that we spoke about at some point. I don't know. These episodes are all recorded all over the place. But we do have to thank our $3 tier patrons. And if you want to become one of the $3 tier patrons or support the show you can go check us out on that patreon.com slash html all the things but many thanks to our three dollar tier patrons sean from rabbitworks javascript on youtube.com slash rabbitworks javascript garrick from local path computing and web design on localpathcomputing.com ryan gatchel from blue black digital on blueblackdigital.com chris from self-made web designer on self-made webdesigner.com tim from the web hacker on the web dl ford from dl4.io bib hash hash nine block media nine block media.com jason from geek life radio via geek life radio Radio.com, Michael Curie from MC Web Studio via mcwebstudio.ca, Magnus from YesWeb via yesweb.se, and Jeff from Twitter via at therithic. Feel free to leave a comment or review on the platform that you are listening to this on. And this outro will sign us off. You've been listening to HTML All The Things Podcast. Web development, web design, and small business. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. And we hope you appreciate that we talk to you like human beings. And we hope you had some fun. We'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on social media. On Facebook, Instagram, and Patreon at HTML All The Things. And on Twitter at HTML Everything. Until next time, this is HTML All The Things. Signing off.